episode 159, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 3, episodes 22 and 21, Absolution slash Ascension, parts 1 and 2. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here after, well, too long finagling with uh, some technical difficulty issue things, but those are out of the way and you don't even know about them. You don't even know that I had to switch out the sound stuff. You don't even know that I poured the oil into the popcorn maker and there was no popcorn. You don't know because you weren't there and I really don't even need to talk about it since it doesn't matter to you. But I'm talking about it anyway. And I'm here talking about it with my friend and yours. Evan. Evan David. Here he is. And we are here to talk about the season finale of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Evan, sorry about the popcorn. It's okay, Ben. I had cookies, three of them. And now I'm feeling kind of bloated. That's true. That's true. There was... A number of cookies and a number of different kinds of cookies. Indeed. Um, they were delicious. being two. <laughs> two different two, kinds. Yes, two different types <laughs> of cookies. Two different kinds, but more than two cookies themselves. But no popcorn. And like I said, it doesn't matter to you. You can't even have any anyway if you're listening right now because I can't exactly push the popcorn through the microphone and into your your earbuds and into your ear holes. Mm. But Sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Digital popcorn, it's just about as useful as a no prize without all of the glamour. Yep. Take that for what it's worth. Yep, which is not very much. So, yeah. Okay. So, we just sat through a movie. We did. We did. Two movies in, I don't know, how many weeks? We had Captain America, Civil War. We did. And then we had Absolution slash Ascension. (laughs) The TV movie. An interesting title, to be sure two interesting titles and it's not absolution is episode 21 and ascension is episode 22 it's absolution slash ascension parts Parts one one and two two. which it really makes me wonder if originally it was absolution and then ascension i'm thinking so because if you look at the hours the first hour fits right nicely with that absolution idea yeah i liked that the second hour was Sending. Yeah. I, I like how they didn't even do like a break. Like I they didn't present it as two episodes. They presented it all as one long. Yeah, well in the credits it was you know, they credited different writing for part one and part two, different directors for part one and part two. But yeah, it was pretty seamless. I didn't feel like it was two different things. I felt like it was one long, long narrative. But then we're putting the cart before the horse, I think, because we're not even at the mission report. Yet we haven't it's even true. gotten into the what? What do you call it? The field, field report. No, field report is the feedback. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's I, I assume that's what you were talking. Oh, about. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. The intelligence. That's that's intelligence probably what report. I meant. Yeah. Yeah, the intelligence report, and intelligence being the key word, and not necessarily being the word to describe my 
train of thought right now. Well, it is late, Ben. It is late, and it's going to be later, but we're going to get this out. And actually, it's funny you should bring up that it's late and how late it is because, well, we'll talk about it in the intelligence report. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play the sounder right about now. Shield intelligence report. Okay, so there's been a lot of news in the last week or so with different things having to do with the network. Yes. And Agent Carter not getting picked up for a third season. Super sad. Yeah, having that announced on the same day that they announced Supergirl would be picked up for a, a second season. Super happy. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm just thinking, ah, oh, man, what 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 irony that the the day, you know, that they announced the one, they also announced the other, and we've already talked about, and that most wanted is not happening. Yep. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about what could happen with with that episode, that pilot episode that got ordered. I wonder if they even finished it. I hope so. I mean, apparently, we heard that it was getting good reviews, right? Yeah. Well, there was there was positive buzz. Yeah. But there's a new president at ABC. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. At least this is my understanding. I don't remember who it is, but uh, it's in with the new. Out with the old. Mm. Agent Carter was something that the old president had brought in, um, which may or may not be a, a situation where the new president is trying to make his mark and say, I'm coming in. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stays because we need something Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's got a proven track record of, you know, not the greatest ratings, but solid yeah. ratings or whatever. And I, I don't know all the the background info, but here's what we do know. Uh a list has been released with the new lineup for next fall for yes. ABC. And on this list, there's a couple new shows, none of them Marvel. So Damage Control was not on this list of new shows for fall. And that's not, is that happening? We don't know yet. Okay. Um, that was something that was being talked about, but right. there was no specific. DC show got. That one did Got get green picked lit, up. Yep. Uh, powerless? powerless, yeah. Which I find kind of funny because there's actually a TV, or not, there's a comic uh, that Marvel did called Par- Powerless. Huh. That's about people like Peter Parker and Matt Murdock and Logan living in a universe where their superpowers never happened. <laughs> and so Matt Murdock is still a blind lawyer, and Peter Parker is still a down on his luck high school student. But what do they do if they never got powers? Hmm. It's a it's a cool series. It's been a long time since I've read it. I'd like to read it again, just because I thought of it. Might have to check it out on Unlimited. That or borrow it from me if I find it. Or that, but I could also do that. Um. So anyway, the DC one has been ordered and, and all that. Yep. Um, and it's a slightly different concept, but close enough comedy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Workplace comedy. So. The ABC lineup, they have not canceled Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We will still get season four mm-hmm. of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they moved the time slot. They moved it back another hour. Another hour. So we started out in the 8 o'clock hour or 7 o'clock if you're living out in the boonies with Daniel. <laughs> um, and then now we're in the, the 9 o'clock hour right now which was the 8 o'clock hour for Daniel and made it for a while before he got into um, the sports family stuff that he was doing. Uh, that was a family hour for him. Right. 
And so now they've pushed it back to the 10 o'clock hour for regular time zones on either side of whatever time zone. Is that central that they are? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and, and that makes it the 9 o'clock hour in central. So that actually changes things a little bit. A little bit for, for our show. For Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to mean in some ways it's nicer for me. I can't stay up real late on Tuesdays because I have a really, really heavy workload on Wednesdays. Well, Ben, it's Tuesday night and it's quarter to le- uh, midnight. Well, I suggested that we do this tomorrow. Ah. And you said no. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> I'm and, terribly sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? This is a two-hour episode, but it may not be a two-hour episode for us. Oh, good. So, okay. Anyway... Um, that would mean I w- there's no way I could on a regular basis record right after the show. Right. So we'd be looking at like a Wednesday recording and releasing because then while I work a 13-hour day on Wednesday, my Thursday is my one of my days off. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking, you know, actually that could be kind of nice. I come home from a long day at work. I talk about one of my favorite things to watch with somebody and then I sit back start doing the the post-production put in a movie or something kick up my feet go to bed late and then I can wake up a little bit later in the morning and then start writing comic books nice yeah and and works out well on my day off so assuming I have comic book jobs to write that's a ways away. Who who knows what I'll be doing on Thursdays? Yeah. I, I don't know. but It'll all be fine. Point being, it does change things for our production schedule. But in some ways, I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the idea of, of having that little time to think about the episode before we record about it. And maybe even rewatch a scene or two. Get the right quote for the end of the episode. What What quote are you talking about? Like... Uh, I'm talking about, um, you know, just in your mind, you gotta, you gotta get things ready, and, and you gotta know how you're gonna go out. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You just think, yeah. So you just have time to it think. It comes about naturally, it. yeah. It comes naturally. I yeah. mean, I don't know where it comes right. from. Right. It's just one of those things. Like they ask people, where you do have good outros for the episodes. That I mean, when, people ask writers, where do you get your ideas? It's like that, you know. Right. It's like where do you get those final lines? They're just there. Yeah, they just, just come to floating you, floating around in your head. Yeah. Who knows where? So anyway, that's what that news means for this particular podcast, for this particular viewer who likes to talk about that show. So That's good. Yeah. And there are going to be, by the way, I'm just throwing this out there. You already know this. You've been listening. You've heard Evan's voice uh, for the last few episodes. There are going to be different voices. There are going to be changes going on. Uh, we don't know exactly what they're going to be, but this ends up being one of them. That's so right. That's right, Mike. It changes our uh, release schedule yeah. a little bit. Is there any more news, Ben, that you have to share with us? Uh, other voices. That's what I said, isn't it? Is this right? Yeah. I did. I said it with my own voice. So here I am. Uh, the rest of the news? news section, yeah. Well, yes. Let's see here. And that is the, let's see, this is from Agent Stewart. Uh, who's sending us some news items as as they come. And he says, Kristen Ritter, 
uh, this is what he sent me from comicbook.com. Uh, Kristen Ritter says Defenders and Jessica Jones season two are filming back to back. And specifically, here's what she said. Um, it's about to be a serious undertaking. I'm starting my physical training, lots of weight training and boxing. And she said that um, they actually might, the shooting schedules might even overlap a little bit. But that does mean Jessica Jones season two definitely happening. But also, more importantly, Defenders. Defenders. That's right. Is happening. Absolutely. Yeah. You can stop that anytime you want to. Oh, I've, you know, it's just me. All right. All right. How I do. Just you. You know. Yeah. So I'll be doing this show solo from from this point on here after I mute this microphone. But um, yeah, so Luke Cage happening. Good. Iron Fist happening. Yay. And Defenders. Yay. I'm so glad Defenders is happening. It's all coming together. It's all connected. Sometimes not as connected as we'd like it to be, but it's all connected. So that's that's our news. I think it's time for us to move into the mission report. Let's do it, shall Let's we? Let's do it. Mission report. All right. So the Australian guy, he's gone now. Yeah, what Australian guy? That was an I've, Australian that you were doing. I don't know. Okay. I've just been I've just been here on this couch. Uh huh. Okay. It's weird on the couch. It is. I'm a lot more relaxed, honestly. You are looking like you could just go to sleep uh, yeah. any moment now. I've got my feet up, got my got my <laughs> hat on, got my well, You are you're wearing almost yeah. wearing the MCU disguise kit. Disguise yeah. kit. I just need some aviator glasses and uh, I'm good to go. Uh, I've got some in yeah. my my car, but I'm nestled into this corner of the couch. <laughs> oh, these couches they're very easy to, easy to nestle into. Yes, they, they are well-worn, I see. Uh, five children, <laughs> yeah. three of whom tend to like to jump on the couches. Mm. And one of them is a four-year-old or a five-year-old, and the other one's a 13-year-old. You know, I, like thought about, on I thought about this, but this is nice because I'm on the couch here, but I could get up and I could start walking around still doing the podcast. <laughs> That's true, with the microphone That's right. in hand. Uh, part of the technical difficulties, we figured out the technical solution. Uh, hopefully it's not going to cause any buzzes that I. Well, anyway, it's better than the alternative story. what we had. <laughs> so I'm sorry if there are buzzes. That, trust me, this we've, is better than what we were doing. We've got some figuring out to do, yep. but we're doing this right now. And thank you for bearing with us. So I'm going to say, here's my suggestion on how we walk through the episode. Okay. Okay. Uh. We talk about part one, the plot. Okay. We breeze through the plot and then talk about the details. Okay. Then we talk about part two, the plot. Okay. Breeze through, but talk about some of the details. And then we talk about their characters. Sounds good. Talk about where they went in this episode, where they are now. And and then we need to talk about the new normal. <sighs> the new normal. <laughs> Whatever that may be. Okay. So let's do it. If this was a satisfying conclusion, truthfully, they almost could have ended here. Yes. They almost could have said the show is done. Yep. Glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't either. But then there's that tag scene. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get to it so we can get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know that there's probably a, a fist bump involved or a fist pump, I should say. Maybe some fist bumps. I don't know. Daniel tries to fist bump with me. 
through the microphones. Yeah. It doesn't work well. But you know what, Daniel? We actually can fist bump if we wanted to. Yeah, I don't want this to get too creepy though. No, I'm that just saying kind of creepy. Not I was that creepiness. We don't fist bump. The creepiness was not directed at you, Ben. It was directed at Daniel, who is probably listening at some yeah. point. So Yeah. So okay. we are sitting in the room together, yeah. yes. Although I have not fist bumped. Yeah. We we have never actually fist bumped. We've waved at each other. I think that's yeah. the most physical contact we've ever had. Kind of a yep. little little uh I don't know what you would even call that. The, the casual salute wave. Yep, yep. Yep, that's that's how I roll. <laughs> I, I do fist bump with people at work when they want to. And it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Put it Unnecessary way. physical contact. It's not it's not needed. All right. Part one. And I've got a I've got a I think a breezy outline here. Okay. But you can stop me. If you want to. Now, even though I have a breezy outline, you can stop me if you want to. Okay. But when we get done walking through the outline, we'll we'll talk on some specific points here. Let's do it. And some of the funny funny lines or, or what have you. So, it's pretty simple. We, we start off where we left off, and that was that there was going to be a missile head that was going to be attached to a missile, mm-hmm. launched into space, exploded before it gets into space, because then the stuff this terrigen misty stuff but it's fake terrigen mist or or not fake engineered terrigen mist yeah that yeah. will automatically cause people to be joined turn to into primitives yes they'll be turned into uh, and, and this is okay you and i both had some old school references as we were looking at these guys Indeed. on the screen now my first impression when i was talking about these guys is that it turned them into odos now that's Odo, the shapeshifter from Deep Space Nine. They they reminded me a little bit of him. Okay. And so I said that, and you're not a Deep Space Nine aficionado. No, I've seen uh, like you, one you episode. I've seen like one episode. Yeah, I mean, you, you like Star Trek, but yeah. Deep Space Nine is a deeper cut for you. Yeah. Um, I do recommend the show to almost anyone. But anyway. And I uh, was, this wasn't my first impression, but after thinking about it, they remind me of the putties from from Power Rangers, Ben. And in this in this particular episode, that's a very apt description. Yeah, because the putties are just the they're just the cannon fodder, right? You know, they just they show up, a couple punches here and the there. The obligatory appearance in then, every episode, but there's just bunches of them. Yep, and then they get destroyed, but it's okay because it's like they can just make more. It's not like stormtroopers. Because stormtroopers are actually people, right? But Cylons from Battlestar Galactica, they could be cannon fodder. They were robots. They're just destroyed. Putties are just yeah. Stormtroopers actually manage to hit people sometimes. Sometimes didn't the putties? I don't think the putties ever um, did anything ever. So we have officially talked about Power Rangers twice more than I want to. Yeah, but I'm. A, it's natural to the conversation. Yep. So apparently, we have some listeners who uh, uh, who enjoy some Power Rangers, Ben. So they can tune in to Strangers and Aliens if you ever are ever able to get me to watch a Power Rangers movie. Oh, we're I, I going. believe that there are on our slate two situations where I potentially am going to have to watch Power Rangers. Next summer. And then coming one, to theaters. One could be even sooner than that. That's right. But, so then <clears throat> then I was reminded of the Tank Denise. The what? Yeah. These are the aliens. And this is after seeing 
uh, seeing them run around in their suits because they're shield agents. Oh, yes. And as they're running around with the makeup in their suits, the Tintinese, I think I'm saying that right, are the aliens from Alien Nation, which was a movie that was turned into a TV show about um, aliens that crash landed in Los Angeles. Okay. And then they assimilated into our culture. And the show followed, uh, and the movie too, followed a human cop who was paired up with his new partner Mm. who was an alien. Mm. And the human cop hated the aliens. But he had to overcome his prejudice and (laughs) work to solve crimes. Nice. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. It... It worked. It worked. I have sitting on my shelf the series. I want to watch it again. Who knows when I'm going to get time to do that. Right, but of course. Anyway, so <laughs> all that to say, we went old school Yeah, with, with what we thought we were seeing. So here's where we are. Earth could be overrun with these things that are able to be controlled by Hive. And so it wouldn't be the entire Earth, but close to it. A good chunk. A nice portion of Earth. And so they have to stop the launch. The good guys have to stop the launch. And we are jumping right in with our good guys stopping the launch. Which was awesome. Yeah. Daisy, she had a bunch of information. She gave Hive everything she knew. She's giving our team as much as she possibly can. She doesn't know everything. Um, Mac, Lincoln, Yo-Yo, and May... They all are infiltrating the island base of Hive where they have – it's a missile silo that they have taken over. And Coulson, he's driving around Washington, D.C. because he's getting position for Fitz and Talbot's Which one? Uh, portion of the plan. Hilarious <laughs> because Fitz is in a motion capture suit <laughs> making monkey sounds. Well, wouldn't you – well, it's his favorite animal. Well, but not only that, when I see a motion capture suit, there's one person I think of. And Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yep. And Andy Circus has played two of my favorite apes. <laughs> King Kong. King Kong. Caesar. And Caesar. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. So if I was in a motion capture suit, I would either start, I would go full Gollum or I would go full ape. Nice. But uh, I'm not sure which one I would do first. And I probably wouldn't get a chance to do the other one because <laughs> After the they people stop I was you. with would stop. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, which happened to Fitz? Yes, he was stopped by Talbot. Very funny. Uh, great scene. Great opening. I mean, that ten minutes, maybe fifteen, of the team doing the mission and stopping the missile. Some of the best all season, honestly. It was great. Yeah, it was great. This is what Shield should be like. Yeah, the show, and there has been scenes like this throughout the series. Yeah, but I feel like they've been sparse this season. Yeah, yeah, and and this is the team is together. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the deal with the team, though. Uh, Daisy is not in a great mental state. No, she is racked with doubt. She is racked with guilt, and she is racked with self pity. Ben was having a hard time. With Daisy, this episode. You want to know the phrase I kept saying in my head, and we try not to talk about the episode as it's going, but I'm saying this in my head, and then I just couldn't help myself, mm-hmm. and I started saying it out loud. So stupid. <laughs> She's being so stupid. But we'll get to I that. I shouldn't have. 
I shouldn't have because when we get to the end and this connection that Lincoln has with Daisy, I felt bad. Mm. I felt really bad. There were some things that Ben said that that may offend some listeners. Like, man, I really don't care if she's the one who dies. I did say that <laughs> once. <laughs> I did. He was just having a hard time. I just wasn't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, Hive, uh, so they stopped the missile. And Hive, the mission is successful. But you have the guys on the base now. You have Mac, Yo-Yo, May, and Lincoln. They're on the base. I think the mission's over. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. Hive is very mad Mm -hmm. now. He's going to show them some rage. Yeah, he's going to show them something they haven't seen before. And I think because you said, oh, no, oh, no. And there's just enough of a pause for you to say that. Mm-hmm. And then he says rage. And, and you and I, I think we're both thinking the same thing. Some sort of power? Yeah. You know? yeah. Like no, nope. not a superpower. I, I was thinking, oh, does he have some sort of mental power he can reach out with now? No, I'm going to no, show no. him an emotion. No, it was rage. He's upset. He sends Radcliffe to fix the missile so they can launch it. Who is a geneticist <laughs> and a... He's the closest Surgeon thing they have. Yeah. He's the closest thing that Hive has. He's not a rocket scientist at all. But so here's my here's my problem with that. I I understand Hive very angry, mm-hmm. very mad, very very mad, clouded judgment potentially, potentially you know. But in his mind is literally an astronaut. <laughs> Also so, true. Also true. I am an astronaut. I have driven spaceships. But I'm going to send the geneticist to go fix the missile. Yeah, to fix the rocket. But we got some good moments with Radcliffe. Yeah. In this episode. He's a funny character. He was. He was. And you were wondering if he was going to last the yeah, season. and he or, is. Which the season being these two episodes. In a but, really cool way. Interesting way, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was hoping though. I was watching, and James is one that I hope ends up being a regular next season, mm-hmm. which he could be now that there's room in the cast for him. Yes. Um, and then Radcliffe. The more he was on the screen, I I don't know where I've seen him before, and maybe I should just look it up on IMDb. I'm convinced he's been in some Doctor Who episodes, <laughs> at least one. Um. But anyway, uh, he gets sent to go and launch the missile and Coulson visits Daisy and tries to make her feel better about things. And she's upset because no one's coming to visit her except for Simmons. But this is one of those self-pity things. Man, I should have here. I'm thinking, oh, this is terrible writing. And and now I, I this is great writing, especially now that they call out. What was actually happening with yes. her? Which she's she's an addict, going through withdrawals. Ben, we're not to the character section yet. That's true. That's true. So anyway, I'm feeling bad. <laughs> I'm feeling bad because Coulson's there for her, and she's just pushing him off, holding him at arm's length. Um, but back to the base, we find out that the mission, uh, they have pulled out the Tahiti machine. And I think that they have taken it and adjusted it 
for this trap because I thought that it was brought out for them to use in the base, mm-hmm. and and then it's we disassembled. Were thinking, yeah, but I think that they're actually using it, or at least some of the principles behind it, for this trap that really addles Hive's mind. Yeah, it scrambles his brain. That's what I wrote down. Um, their bait for Hive to come after Lincoln or Yo-Yo, and then they activate the machine. Yo-Yo gets to use her powers and yep. in a couple different ways. And um, Lincoln uses his powers. Mac uses his his powers of turtle slow. Turtle slowness. Turtle slow. Yep. He's lucky he's handsome. <clears throat> so it does. It scrambles Hive. And, uh, and then from there, they rescue the hostages. They rescue Radcliffe. But low-rent TV Magneto takes the warhead yes and may isn't able to grab it in time i don't know what she would have done if she had grabbed it that could have been a cool scene if yeah. it had just been her like holding, holding on to it. it and trying to climb up and stuff but we didn't get that and as everyone else is running out of the base hive comes out they totally capture they him. totally capture him <laughs> and i would almost say oh maybe this is part of hive's plan but no. his, his brain is addled here. Yep. His plan was get the warhead off the missile since we can't launch the missile. Apparently, his brain is rattled so much that he quotes from only All two the other people. Scripts. Only two people that he's absorbed, maybe, possibly three. Um, but the majority were were Ward. Majority there were Ward. A, yeah, a little will. bit of memories that came that he wasn't quoting, but memories of. Uh, Gemma talking to him when he was those were will quotes yeah but that was after that was when he was in Ward's body yeah and but the majority of it was Ward it was Ward stuff so yeah and it was kind of kind of cool with all Mm -hmm. the callbacks and everything and it wasn't I wouldn't call it the well maybe I would I mean I think that was Whoever was writing this episode is going back. He's digging in. Or she. I didn't look to see who was writing. I just saw two names. Now, Jed Whedon. Or Jeb or Jed? I don't know. Well, Joss Whedon's brother mm-hmm. wrote the second part. Okay. But um, it, was a, it was a team. It was a, a duo team that, that wrote the first part. So they capture Hive. They bring him in. Uh this is where we get the Mac scene with Daisy then. So Coulson's mm-hmm. gone and visited Daisy, and now Mac comes and visited, visits Daisy and does the whole I forgive you Oh man, conversation. Great which, what moment. a conversation. Yes. What a conversation. And they're going to build on this toward the end as well, but great conversation. Uh, Fitzsimmons, they're doing science, mm-hmm. and they're doing cute. And going on vacation. They're going to go on vacation. And then... Our first fake out. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Fitz takes the jacket. Yes. The shield jacket. And then finds a cross necklace. And whose is it? I think it's Yo-Yo's. Mm-hmm. But Fitz has the jacket on. And the cross. And the cross necklace. Yeah. And there's even, as he picks up the necklace, there's a, a music cue. Yep. That it's just, this is something dramatic. 
pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And we know it's dramatic because we've all seen the flash forward. We've Several seen, times. Yeah. And yeah. So through this all, they've been asking Daisy, what does absolution mean? What does that word mean? And they don't know. And then Fitz, he goes to check on Word's body. And they're, they have to get the hangar doors closed. Because With the hydraulic parts they ordered. The hydraulic parts took a while to be ordered. And he notices that they're from Absolution. Mm. That's the name of the city that they're from. I think it's the city. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it blows up. There's Terrigen Mist within, and all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are in the hangar with Fitz are slowly being grabbed by other primitives yeah. who are pulling them into the mist, who go out and grab more, who pull them into the mist. It's really and, sad. Yeah. So Fitz is stuck in the room with all of the Tankanese Odo putty people, mm-hmm. and they... It's not sounding like a great situation. And they're coming after him. He gets behind a, a locked door. So they turn their attention from the door back to, you know, their master. Mm-hmm. And they set him free from the amber carbonite that he's been frozen in. Hive gets loose. In the base. Hive doesn't care about the base because he knows the Zephyr can go up high enough into space. Or just below wherever this, wherever in the atmosphere. And at this point now, Daisy is alone in her cell, but there's the uh, the containment container. She gets into it, hacks and, it. Yeah, of course. I mean, in a split second. Yeah, like she's a prisoner because of protocols. But yeah, she could she be out anytime. She wants to be in there. She she's feeling guilty. Yes. Now she goes up into. The Zephyr, because it just goes right up into the, through the cargo mm-hmm. hold. And she asks Hive to take her back. Wasn't expecting that. No, no. And I'm a little confused at this point, watching and thinking, okay, is this a ploy? It's not. She's desperate. She's, she's an addict. And she cannot be reconnected. Nope. Thank you, Lash. Cannot be reconnected. And so since she can't be reconnected, she lashes out with her power. And that would be the cliffhanger for this hour. That's the breaking point for part one. At least on the clock it was. But it wasn't a cliffhanger because we kept, we got to keep watching. We kept on moving. So... Do we miss anything here you want to talk more about? I, well, are we just going to talk about characters at the end of the two well, We can recaps? talk about them now. Okay. I mean, there's... Yeah, let's let's, let's wait to the end to talk about the characters. Just some things I wanted to highlight was the very funny interchange between Fitz and Simmons where she's telling him she's going to show him something on the island that'll take his breath away. It's snorkeling. Scuba diving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> snorkeling or... Yeah. Seeing all the different species of fish. So funny. I think we want to talk about the forgiveness conversation that Mac has. Oh, absolutely. You want to talk about that now awesome or later? guy. Yeah. Because that kind of ties about... in with the other episode, too. It does. But let's talk about Mac. Okay. What an awesome guy. What an awesome guy. <laughs> this guy, he knows 
Daisy needs someone. Mm-hmm. He knows she's going to push him away, but he's calm. Yep. He's caring, understanding, friendly, and caring, and he's there. He's there. And the other thing that I'm reminded of, and this might be part of uh, part of my issues, I wasn't looking at the addict side of things. Mm. I was looking at the kind of abused and abuser relationship there with okay. Ward and, and, Daisy. and Daisy. And Mac is the opposite. I mean, an abuser is coming and saying, you will come back with me. You need to stay with me mm. because you need me. And, you know, is making excuses for you to be there. And, and the things that I do that are bad are actually good. You know, Mac, on the other hand, he's just there, you know, and he's not pushing himself on her. He's not pushing his agenda on her and he's not trying to harm her for his own gain. His gain is to help her. Like yeah. that's the only gain that he's looking for in their relationship. And he We're is partners. he does push himself on her, but not in a not in a bad way. He recognizes that her pushing him away is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a completely different type of thing. Where an abuser, you know, person, if someone's trying to, you know, push them away, they're gonna they're gonna grab somebody and and make them you know, be closer to you, but, but that's not for the other person's benefit. It's for their benefit. Yeah. Yeah. This is also, we're looking at act four of part one Mm -hmm. here. This is where I wrote down and I believe you will be my witness on this. Okay. I wrote down Lincoln will die. Yes. And I said it. Ben called it. I wanted to make sure that Evan knew what, where I thought things were going especially if it was not Mac who died yeah, because that was yeah. Evan's expectation. Well, after this whole him and Daisy conversation, I definitely did not want him to die. Yeah, yeah, whatever. For sure. You still would have jumped up and pumped your fists in the air know, if you ben, had been correct. I don't know, Ben. This this episode was all full of the feels. Yeah. There was a lot of feelings going on here. Now, in the next episode, I think we were, well, at least I was, getting kind of mad at our show because it looked like they had narrowed down the suspects to three people. Uh, they did narrow it down to three. Yeah. But then they expanded it to yes. everyone. <laughs> but when they had narrowed it down, I was not happy at the people that it was narrowed down to, and I wasn't going to be happy at all with any of those choices. Yeah. <laughs> there would be no fist pumping. So this is also also part of this conversation that does make me soften on on Daisy, and that's when Daisy is just talking about you know Hive is the devil, or the closest thing to the devil we'll ever see, and the popular culture notion of the devil, thinking of things like devil went down to Georgia yeah. or that kind of thing, where he actually steals souls, mm-hmm. you know, and you you make the contract for her. Your you soul want, yeah. with the devil, or you make the contract with the devil where he um, totally like tricks you yep. into thinking, you know, it's the the genie thing too. Yeah, gotta read make, that fine print. Make the wish that, yeah, or, or read the fine print. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, keep, I keep thinking of the 
uh, the devil on people's court from Saturday Night Live from this is long time before yeah. you uh, would have been watching Saturday Night Live because John Lovitz was on it. But, you know, where he's he's just he's being sued in the people's court and he just ends it with saying, I, I'm the devil. It's what I do. Hmm. You know, and but she's saying he can't be contained. He has to be destroyed um, and, and makes this connection to the devil. But then uh, Mac says, well, you know, here's the thing. He's like the devil in, in this, and that's that the devil fills people with anger and dark thoughts, and you have the choice to let the darkness fester and grow or to let light shine through. And conquer. And Yeah, and just a great conversation about this evil character who they then and they do try and make it so that he's not just mustache twirling evil mm-hmm. although he is but that he really did think that the world would be a better place if under his under authority his, and, yeah. and and truthfully would there be any war if everyone was a primitive no no because hive would be in control of all of them yes and they're not going to be fighting each other why because Hive wouldn't want them to fight. Of course Because not. that's not good. Just wouldn't want to have them to have that's, free will or happiness yeah, or yeah. anything else either. So great conversation, you know, and, and the other part I like is he says, I forgive you. Yes. And she says, I didn't ask for that. I don't deserve that. Well, and then he says, that doesn't matter that you didn't ask for it. And that's when she comes back and, but I don't deserve it. Mm. And that's the truth. You know, forgiveness is not something you necessarily give because someone deserves it. Nope. They've wronged you. And the idea of forgiveness is to say the natural consequence of that is something that will not happen. I forgive alone, you know, so you borrowed money from me, but I forgive you the loan. The natural consequence is you need to pay me back, Yep. but forgiveness says you, you don't need to pay me back. And, and, Max arc here is really to support Daisy and and I love what he does for her. And if he had been the one who died, I would have been upset. Not as upset as someone else we thought was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but I like Max he, a lot. He's a I'm great character for the show. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So anything else you want to touch on here? You know, there's there's a lot to touch on. And honestly, if we miss anything, listeners. Yeah. You know what? Send in the feedback. Let us know. Let us know if we miss something important that you think we should have pulled out of this. But yeah, we haven't had a lot of time to process except for during commercial breaks. And then while we're trying to fix the audio yeah. for this thing. So. Uh, so part two. Let's see here. Part two. Oh, we didn't talk about any of Radcliffe's funny lines. Like his, uh, I can see by your mustache that you're a man of import, yeah. <laughs> not to be trifled with. <laughs> that was great. And the part where he tells the the putties, you know, uh, do you guys, I need some tools. And they go over and they pick up a hammer and a screwdriver upside down. And I'm like, oh, we're getting somewhere. This is a start. <laughs> yeah. No, great scenes. He got, he's he stole the comedy moments of yes. the show. Except for Coulson in second hour. Coulson had some great comedy he moments. Did, too. He did. And Fitz and Simmons, that was funny. That was more cute, cute. I was laughing. That was funny. It was right. it was that. It was adorable. So part two, we find out that there's what, twenty eight agents who are primitives? 
Yes. In the and base. Wandering the base. And they're going through the vents. And they're invading. And they have slight memories. Of skills. Of skills that they already had. So they know how to shoot you. Yes. Which is an important detail to know at this point. That means that they know the base and have rudimentary skills mm-hmm. to do simple tasks like shoot guns. Daisy's fighting Hive in the hangar, uh, but Daisy overpower or Hive overpowers Daisy. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about a, that fight for a second. That was cool, we, man. Uh, that's what we're. I was kept saying this is what they saved the budget for was these two episodes because we had some awesome special effects. Between these, the, the speaking of budget, these two episodes were basically bottle episodes, though. Yeah, I mean, we had the hangar, we had Coulson's office, we had the hallways. We in had the, the Miso silo. Yep. That was kind of new. That was probably maybe yep. built for this. We had the outside on location. Yep. Ish for the island. And then, yeah, Zephyr and Quinjet. Yeah. And, but I mean, that they, they save money on the location so they can put it all into those visual effects, man. Because yeah. we had the Zephyr flying underwater. That was pretty cool. We had, we had an invisible gun. We had the. The uh, and we had this this uh the the Quinjet going up into space. Yep. La- I mean later on in this in part we two had here. a full CGI animated head. We did. Ugh. Well, let's wait to talk about that. That later. was cool. Yeah, that was but awesome. um, <laughs> the this fight, I love the way Daisy is using her training mm-hmm. and her powers. She's blocking with. With quake earthquake power. stuff, yeah, and you got, and she's I, punching with earthquake power yeah. too. And you got to think an earthquake punch hurts more than a regular punch. But hive is hive, yes, and he needs not bones. No, no, because everything is just helping each other stay up. Yeah, and yeah, but they, this is a great fight, well choreographed, lots of nice action there. But then the special effects and the the integration of her powers into the natural. Uh, you know, shield martial art type fighting. Mm-hmm. That was really well done. Even Hive had some comedy in this episode where he says, uh, you know, being angry, you got to let go of this anger or else it won't help you. Or will it? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of funny. You think that was him joking or yeah. him actually not remembering? Well, yeah, I think it was not remembering, <laughs> but it was still some comedy from him yeah, in the show. Yeah. I thought that was kind Mac of funny. Mac had probably the best line of the episode, though. With the shotgun axe combo? Well, there's that. Yes. And see, this is where Shield, this is the this is the agents of Shield that we want. Yes. There's it's fun and funny and emotional. And the team's all together. Yeah. Oh, they're all together. No, no Mac gets gets the line where No one's stuck on the the plane. <laughs> you know? They're all in there. They're off the bus. Yeah. Yes. Um no, they when they capture uh Hive in their initial trap that addles his brain and kind of muddles his memories. And and Hive yells, this won't kill me. And Max says, no, but it'll suck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, we missed the part, Radcliffe's line, where they catch Hive and everybody's just staring. He's like, yeah, woo-hoo, all right. (laughs) That's where I, at that, actually, that's the moment where I'm thinking, Radcliffe is going to be around long longer. Yeah, you know this. He's someone they might hang on to for next next season. But um, 
So where where were we with the plot here though? We were at the fight with Daisy and that's well. So at the very beginning, yeah, and Hive. Um, Hive gets her from behind as she's distracted, takes off in the Zephyr, with uh, meets up with TV Magneto, and and TV Gambit or Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider, Ghost Gambit, yeah. <laughs> um, but he takes Daisy, and. This is also right after that, then a primitive has a gun. Mac comes around the corner. The primitive shoots him and it hits the windows on either side of him, but not him. See, and I thought this was just because the primitive was a bad shot, but no, it's because Yo-Yo took all the bullets or at least one. At least one, yeah. yeah. Uh, And so then I'm wondering... It could be Yo-Yo. I mean, yeah, Fitz has the necklace. Fitz has the jacket. But is she going to die? I didn't think it was her. I'm, I'm wondering. Maybe for a second. I'm wondering. But now I think is where, at least me, I know someone's going to die. They've been advertising it. Mm-hmm. It's in the comics. Even you know, It's being advertised in the comic. I'm seeing it with the flashback or the flash forward rather that the Daisy saw and I'm calculating in my mind, which character arc would make sense to end here. Mm-hmm. Um, would it make sense for yo-yo to die? And I don't think so. Yeah. I'm still Lincoln is the one that makes sense. Now we're getting to where there's more suspects, but, um, so, Hive's plan, go up in space as far as he can, get in the containment container thing, and drop out of the Zephyr, and then detonate the bomb from the Zephyr, which will destroy the Zephyr. Which we'll might disperse even... Disperse the stuff. Yeah. Might almost make more sense to put the bomb in the containment container. And just drop that. And just drop that, and then fly yeah. away. But it doesn't matter. One way or... It's the same result. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the base, Simmons is in hiding and we get <laughs> totally an alien or aliens, uh, moment where she is around the corner, an alien, in this case, it's a, a primitive is right there and you're supposed to feel really tense and then he runs away, leaves. And the question is why? Well, the heat. And so she turns up the heat. And from her turning up the heat, Radcliffe realizes, hey, wait a minute. They see with infrared and she is using this heat to camouflage us. That's great. Uh, so Colson, Lincoln, Mac, and Radcliffe are trying to save Yo-Yo. They use a, tar- a torch to cauterize her and she makes Mac do it. Yep. Which Well, she trusts Mac. Yes. They're closer now. And I almost think that she's, she wants Mac to do it because, yes, he might do the best job. Yes, they might have the closest relationship, but this is also going to be something for him. Like, I I don't know how to explain it other than to say, I think she wanted Mac to to help her for his benefit. Okay. And, and... Because and, and I guess the benefit would be 
if it went wrong, he wouldn't be able to blame anyone else. But, Maybe? Well, that no, seems kind of weird. No, what I mean is um, he wouldn't be able to say, oh, Lincoln, you killed my you're girlfriend. an idiot and you, you, you killed her. Yeah. I think that, that maybe she recognizes that Mac would be the one who would be able to take it the best because of who he is. I don't know. Yeah. Mac's great. He is. Uh, I think we can leave it at that yeah. for, for that motivation. Um, so then Fitz and May, they're on the Zephyr. Sabotaging stuff. Yeah, yeah. And knocking out. Oh, we didn't talk about May's fight with the primitives in the first part. In the base. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. She was holding her own oh, against yeah? five, four, something like wow, that. that's nothing new. But they're these are super-powered. They're at the peak of human adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. Is what he said. Um, but then she's talking with Daisy and having this... An, another everyone's getting a conversation yep. with Daisy yep, yep. and it's very frustrating to me <laughs> because of, of Daisy's, Daisy's just not accepting anything from anyone nope. which I would be more understanding if I had known what they were doing earlier and I wouldn't be sitting here what feeling did, bad what did, what did May say Hive didn't turn you into an agent I did yeah 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 which is cool yeah and she's also saying you need to move on. Yeah. You know, you need to take You can this stay in and, there with your with your demons, but they're gonna stay in there with you. Yeah. So T V Magneto steps in, knocks out uh, see yeah, he knocks out May. Yep. And then gets a standoff with Fitz. And <laughs> Fitz is he's he, I'm thinking this is the worst bluff ever. <laughs> and it's kind of working, and I'm just thinking, okay, this is just going to stall. Mm-hmm. Stall TV Magneto long enough for May to wake up or something like that. But his bluff is, I've got a weapon on this plane. It's going to kill that you. It will kill you, but you can't see it. You won't see it coming. You'll never see it <laughs> coming. I knew this was coming. It had to. Yeah, I had to say it. Yeah, of course. I mean, how how could I not say it? Of course not. And it's an invisible gun, <laughs> which is cool. That's very shield. That's very shield. <laughs> and TV Magneto, he's dead. He's dead. It's about time. He is dead. I th- yeah. So <laughs> here's the big moment. They let Daisy out. Fitz gives Daisy the jacket. That has the cross in the pocket. So we now passed it on. That's right. From Yo-Yo to Mac to Fitz to Daisy. And at this point, only Fitz, May, and Daisy are on the plane. And so me and Ben, I think, are thinking... There's three suspects. Yeah. Or not suspects, but three possibilities. Candidates, yes. Three candidates, that's a better way, yeah. And we don't like any of the choices. No, no, I don't. Uh if they killed off May, it's not a satisfying conclusion Absolutely to any kind not. of story arc. No. If they kill off Daisy, it could be. It could be, but it would be a redemptive thing where she's doing it because of the evil she's done mm. to do this good. And then with um, Fitz, it'd be Fitz. stabbing the fans in the heart. But Fitz at this point 
is the most logical from a setup point of view. Yes, because like we've been they building set us up. up. Yep. With things are great with Simmons. Well, and he's been the he's been the breakout star of this season because starting from episode one, he's hunting for Gemma. And he dives in the portal to get her. And he's then he's you know winning her back and going in and trying to save Will. And, you know, he's he's kind of had a really great arc this whole time, so it would have been terrible. It could have worked dramatically. Yes. But it would have it would have felt cheap, I mm-hmm. think. It would have felt cheap because they set him up for that. Now, the, you know, the, the one who does die, they were setting him up for it too. I yeah. Mean, they, they set up his character arc specifically to take us through the emotional beats of learning about his background, him doing bad things. You know, uh, with his anger, trying, you know, having to keep it in check mm-hmm. and all that. But Daisy with the jacket on knows what's going to happen then. And she assumes the destiny that she saw is hers. Mm-hmm. Especially when they've realized that Coulson is going to try to stop Hive with the Quinjet. The Quinjet is coming. And so all of the things are coming into place. Hive goes on the Quinjet and meets Coulson. And and what a good scene. Again, this is one I felt good about calling. It maybe wasn't the greatest thing or easiest thing to call, but he's standing there and he's not moving. Right. And I'm just thinking, that's just like uh, Blake. The hologram. Yeah, the hologram who was just standing there and not moving. And and he even calls out then Blake, my friend Blake. Right. And uh so he's talking to Hive. We get the reveal of the face though. That was so cool. That was so cool, Ben. Was really neat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was I really mean we neat. had but, but wow, what bugs me is this is one episode. We could have had that in several episodes. Saving the budget, man. I know, but saving the budget. So sad. I'm glad we didn't. I mean, it was a nice reveal. It was. It was was very nice reveal, and they wouldn't have stuck with it. They they would have gone back to Ward. They they did here. They went back to Ward. But I'm saying in Supergirl, there's a certain character who does the exact same thing. And they were able to put him in a third of the whole season oh. with the cool CGI and everything. This isn't super good. I know. I know. So even though it's a hologram and Coulson is totally just distracting Hive mm-hmm. and Coulson gets to <laughs> do the line, I've always wanted to do this. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he shuts it down. Here's what I notice. He's wearing the jacket. Yes. With a shield logo on the shoulder. Indeed. But then we realize they all are. The agents he told to not come on the, the, the Quinjet to come with him. They came with him. They're on the Zephyr now. They're all wearing And the they're jacket. all wearing the jacket. Ever. So the only person not wearing the jacket right now is Fitz. Fitz. Is Mac? Max wearing the jacket. He is. Yep. Okay, but <laughs> Fitz is not because he gave it to Daisy. Daisy because it was cold, and so everyone's now on on deck 
as being a candidate. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what the show shows creators want us to think. So there's a little bit of a relief there. But then I'm thinking, as confident as I felt about Lincoln, I start fearing for Coulson. Yeah. I'm thinking, could they do this? And I asked Ben, Ben, would they do this? Are we going to keep watching this show if they kill off (laughs) Phil Coulson? I'm preparing myself emotionally as I'm watching. (laughs) I'm, I'm sitting back and thinking, hmm, if they do this, I know I'm not going to cry, but am I going to feel more sad or more mad? Yeah. And... I, I just oh, kept man. thinking there's no way without the biggest send off. I mean, and this wasn't a big enough send off, I don't think. No, no. No. So the plan remains. They're gonna put the warhead on the Quinjet. They're gonna send the Quinjet up into the up into space. Space. So beyond the atmosphere where it can't operate properly. But it can get up there, and then there'll be inertia behind the the launch that they took to get to get up there. Right. And the question is, you know, can it be done emo- remotely? And Daisy is having a conversation with Lincoln, and that conversation with Lincoln, Lincoln realizes what Daisy is going to try to mm-hmm. do, and she plans to pilot the Quinjet. And the team is going to hold off the primitives, but Daisy just goes off on her own, puts the warhead on the Quinjet, and she is going to fly the Quinjet herself. But Hive is there, and Hive is going to not let her do so. And then Lincoln snuck in there too. Some So I think the timeline works. Daisy disappears from talking with Lincoln and the team starts fighting the primitives and realize what Daisy's doing. But Lincoln is wounded from the fight, an earlier fight with primitives. So that's when Lincoln crawls into the ship and into the cockpit of the Quinjet. Daisy puts the warhead on there and he's already in the cockpit. And then Hive comes in without her noticing, which is some symmetry because she came up behind hive Mm -hmm. earlier without him noticing, but hive comes in and he knows what she's planning to do, but he's not going to let that happen. He's going to detonate it before it can go up as, as high as she wants it to go. Lincoln uses his powers to to shoot her out, to get rid of both of them. (laughs) He knocks down hive and shoots Daisy out of there. And then he pilots the Quinjet. Yep. And then I get a flashback to Captain America. <laughs> hmm. The ending of Captain America as Steve Rogers is piloting the ship and talking on the radio to Peggy Carter. Yep. And the conversation gets cut off by a bad signal. <laughs> And that's what I wrote in my notes, Captain America ending. Yeah. Now, it's a great conversation that they have. Absolutely. It's a great conversation, and it's a good moment. I wouldn't call it a great moment necessarily because it does feel like we've been here before twice because of the opening of the Agent Carter 
series where mm-hmm. they, they give us a flashback to that. But yeah. So then he is going to go out in the blaze of glory. And there's a conversation that he and Hive have together. Which is also really which good. Is a really interesting conversation. And I'll well, I won't say this yet. I'm I'm gonna I'm let's, gonna save let's wait. this. Let's wait. I'm gonna save this, but um yeah, uh Daisy she's crying, she's talking to him, she's saying, You can't do this, you can't die for me like this. Lincoln gets a great line. You know, she, she says it's wrong, and he says, I don't know. I get to save the world and save the girl I love. That that feels pretty right yeah, to me. at the same time. Um, then you get that conversation with Hive and Lincoln where Lincoln had talked about going out to see the world. <laughs> and he says, well, I got to see the world. Yeah. And and Hive says, you know, I really did want to make this a better place. They're not going to fight. Nope. He's not taking over Lincoln. There's no point. They both accepted that they're going to die. Yep. And yeah, Hive, I only wanted to make it better. Um, He's like, I know you did. Yeah. And and Lincoln, he gets to go out as a hero. He gets to die as a hero. He gets to, he gets redemption really for his addiction and what he did as an addict Mm -hmm. in hurting people. And now he's helping people. And that rage that he was dealing with. Well, again, this is him with his opportunity to, to do right and to be the hero that that he could be so yeah what a scene though what a, what, what a great a finale scene and should have ended the episode here <laughs> <laughs> all right evan you and i were both um both evangelical christians we are and in my mind i'm thinking you know what as a christian i could not have written this scene and be taken seriously by anyone who wasn't a Christian, and even then, by people who were, because it's so on the nose. It is overt, Ben. With the the sacrificial, you know, giving of his life to save other people, the symbology of the cross, okay, and, okay, wait, wait, wait. and then the forgiveness That's element of say. things, yes. where, you know, he's saying, Daisy, you know, you may not have deserved it, but here it but is. I love you, you know. And there's, and and then kind of reflecting back on that conversation with, with Mac, and that is really a, the basis. Now, there's lots of people who are doing lots of things that are very, very loud, and very, very vocal in our society that don't reflect what I'm about to say, but that's them being really, really poor reflections of what I'm about to say, in that. This is kind of the centerpiece, this idea of where does forgiveness come from? What does forgiveness mean? And the whole idea of why Jesus was on the earth, you know, that that cross. I mean, it's all there on purpose. I don't believe that they're putting it there in the way that if I were writing the story because of my worldview and background, Mm -hmm. if I were writing the story and put all that in there, it would be to make a statement to say this is like what jesus did Mm -hmm. they're doing it in a more general way saying 
yeah, you know, sacrifice is great. You know, and right. This is a great moment for Lincoln. Wow, and, ben. But it reflects back on those ideas, which I believe, me personally, and and this is where yeah, you can, if you don't want to hear the faithy stuff, it's okay. Just listen, and this is where I come from. You know, mm. um, but I believe that it resounds with us because of a real guy named Jesus who was really the son of God and all that stuff. Yep. And it's what we believe. Yeah. And, and so seeing it for, for me, I, I'd be curious what other, other people with different worldviews are thinking if they're just looking at it as, well, it's, it's a natural metaphor. It's a natural simile or symbology, you know, but h- however you look at it, it's a very powerful moment. Oh yeah. And a very personally powerful moment for Daisy who is so emotionally wrecked by what she's done for the sake of, in this case, it's, it's, a, it's this addiction, but there's these wrong things that she's done that she didn't want to do, but she did. And she remembers, and I'm having another flashback too, the Winter Soldier <laughs> with Tony Stark not accepting. Civil War. That, that's right. Well, the the characters, Winter Soldier, yes. um, Daisy and Winter Soldier are the same. They did these things that they remember that are awful. They didn't want to do them. And didn't want to do them, but they did, and it's there, and they are feeling grief and guilt for these things that they didn't mean to do. Feeling that they don't deserve redemption, don't deserve don't. forgiveness. And and that's that's another tenet of of Christian faith is that we don't deserve what we get mm. because you know we just don't we deserve are, it. We're, we're, we're sinful people. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Oh yeah. And and while we're while we're on the subject, Ben, before we move on too far, I just wanted to say that uh, you know before this episode, I kind of had a a little issue with uh, the MCUing of the devil. <laughs> And we talked about this a little bit, how, you know, because because that's what they did with Norse mythology. They MCU'd it. So it's not really Norse gods. It's aliens that people mm-hmm. thought were gods. And here they're doing the same thing with with the faith that we actually hold, you know. And, yeah. and But that's something that for me, I accept that as a part of our cultural storytelling. Right, right, that right. The people who don't hold those beliefs are are going to say, well, okay. So where does this devil myth come from? And you know, we don't believe it's a myth. Right. Although I do believe that myths come from some reality here. Right. And and so I, I know what you're saying, but it, I I I guess I'm a little more no, you know, no, no. willing and, to, to roll and with. And I it. said it was it was a small it was a it was a little issue with it, but I am okay with it now because they addressed it that and, and every, pretty much everything that they said about the devil was was what you know would be would be reflective of what the Bible actually says about him. Especially Max's conversation with Daisy in in this, even though this is a fictional representation of the devil. And then, uh, you know, what what defeats him? What it's to, sacrifice? It's yeah. <laughs> sacrifice, yeah. and and that's you know only the sacrifice of Jesus. The Bible says is is the thing that defeats him. And now, yeah, and so awesome. But you know, we're talking this grand scale stuff. I mean, humanity and all that, right? But 
then you also have the micro level. You have these ideas of forgiveness and these pictures of Mac forgiving Daisy. And, and, and those are things that, that was really touching. It was really touching. And Lincoln, with his grand sacrifice, which could almost have been anticlimactic, I loved the explosion. I loved <laughs> the explosion. It was just this little Blip tiny on the screen. explosion through the window that our our guys can see, but poof. Yep. And and it's done. So um I I you know, I, I hope that we didn't put anyone off other than to say, you know, this this is you know, you've been spending time with us and so here's here's a little peek yeah. into some of the stuff that we we believe and we think and, 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 we, and you know, we try not to and I I've I know I've listened to this podcast for a long time and I know Ben tries not to, you know, push it push it on here. We have a whole other podcast where we yeah. talk about Christianity and things, but the episode was was pretty overt, so we <laughs> Well and, and you know you know I don't try to push it. Yeah. But I try to look at this podcast as the conversations I would have with people if I was hanging out with friends. Yeah. And and it does come up. And uh and the other thing is we've had then listeners write in and and say, you know, well this is where I come from when you when you're talking about this. Um this is what I think. This is what I believe. And that's that's why I'm curious, you know, as overt as this was with the the symbology, um how did that sit with you if you're if you're not a, a follower of Jesus? So um I think we may have covered the things I wanted to cover with any of the characters then in some yeah. of this conversation here. Radcliffe was funny, May was May, Mac was the man, Colson was driven and funny, uh Yo Yo was a red herring who literally said, I'd rather die than be a slave. Yep. So, um, Simmons, you know, through... paint, paint me with the, paint me with the death watch guys. I'm right here. <laughs> Simmons totally broke one of Colson's model airplanes when she threw it at his head. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, Lincoln, it was his line when he said he didn't want to be shield. And I'm like, Oh, he's dead. End of a story arc. <laughs> um, but then they did they did throw enough other people wearing jackets at me. That, yeah, yep. So I, it wasn't that I was unwavering in my thought of who he was. But uh, let's see. And then Daisy was sad, short with people. She was a prisoner, literally and figuratively. Yeah, I feel bad now. About my judgment of Daisy. Of Daisy. Well, I don't know, Ben, because after that uh, that whole commercial break there at the end, it kind of looks like she's not making some very good life choices. <sighs> okay. Well, or is she? We don't know what she's doing. She's not with Phil. She's Therefore, not. She's not. Poor she's life left Phil. Um, she she looks like she's been spending time with Jessica Jones. <laughs> It, it, it looks like she's been, you know. I Would like, that not be an awesome crossover? I like her hair. I like her her style. Her, her style. Um, I'm gonna do my makeup a little bit different, maybe. But yeah, me and Jessica Jones, we're homies. Mm. So yeah, I, let's try and make some sense of this, and then okay. we we don't have a lot of of feedback, uh, honestly, because. You know, it's the night of, and, and we don't usually get feedback the night of. 
So we do have a couple older feedback to get into, but I think we might save that. No, nah, there's only there's only a couple, so I think we'll we'll do it. But um, so six months later, yes, smash cut, and we both kind of laughed when it showed that because <laughs> it's just okay, it's random. Fine, we're in a room where there's newspaper cuttings all over the place. Who is Quake? Ugh, and what's going on there? I think for six months, Daisy has been going around acting the hero. Oh, really? I think so. I got the exact opposite impression. Really? I thought she was being the villain. Well, why? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I well, because I saw a bunch of destruction in the in the newspaper clippings. Yeah, but just causing earthquakes. Yeah, I I think she was being the hero. Okay. And that those newspaper clippings are typical hero or anti-hero. No, I think she's going around helping people. Okay. I think she is roaming the land, helping people, and Colson and Mac are on a stakeout. To try and to get her. They're waiting for her. They expect her to meet someone, and it's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the future teller guy's family. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's his, his wife and his daughter, Robin. Gotcha. That's where the bird came from. And they've been waiting for Daisy to make contact with them. And she had given them money also. She has already been in contact with them, had given them money. She's actually helping her get a job. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, that's hero stuff right there. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. So she's helping them. And Coulson is, it's probably something where they come to that bench every day. And maybe it's this thing where they've set it up to meet Daisy. That's what it seems like to me. And so Coulson has noticed this. They've seen the pattern. They meet here or they go there and wait for Daisy every day or something like, I don't know, but there's a pattern there and Coulson follows it because Coulson, he's Coulson. He's awesome. And they realize Daisy's there. They chase her. They they call in the reinforcements or whatever. She turns a corner and does a Jessica Jones jump. <laughs> so it's not quite flying, but close, you know. Uh, but she it's enough to get her out of there. I think she is roaming the world. Who is Quake is a, is a headline on a newspaper. Right. Clipping. Who is Quake? She's going by the name Quake. Helping people. She's a superhero. Yeah. And her costume is happy goth person. Yeah. Which makes me sad, Ben, because she she was so close to comic book Quake in this season with her jumpsuit and her haircut. She was one haircut away from being comic book Quake, and now we've totally lost it again. She's totally back to hacker Daisy, gothic Jessica Jones girl. I, I I don't see a problem. I'm sad. I don't see a problem. Um, and Coulson. Now, what's going on with Coulson and Mac is the question. Because he's not the director anymore. Apparently. Apparently. I mean, we've, we were losing Coulson. This season, we lost the tie, and now he's wearing a hoodie. We lost the tie, lost, you know, gained a hoodie, gained a robot hand that can control a Quinjet and make a Captain America-style shield yeah. out of energy. 
We have superhero Coulson now. Okay. Yeah. We have superhero Coulson. We have Quake actually doing the hero thing. Deathlock's out there somewhere. <laughs> um, but I so think- is Gravitron or Ton, whatever yeah. his name is. And then you know what else we get? I wish Daniel was here for this episode. I know because we got it, but then. he's not. So you and I get to talk about it. Not Daniel. Hey, I'm just as excited. LMDs. Yes. And you're the LMD. one who saw it. You're the one who saw it first. Well, it was on the screen. Oh. It literally said LMD I on know. the screen. Oh. And we have uh, Radcliffe. He's the one who's making Radcliffe it. Radcliffe is there. He's making an LMD. He was wanting to show it off to Fitz, but Fitz and Simmons are off doing Fitz and Simmons cute stuff. Yep. And... What is going on? Now, Radcliffe, he says that the, uh, uh, it's not the trials, but this is the basic idea. Yeah, he's been he's been cleared of charges. He's getting cleared yep. of charges. Uh, he's working with Fitzsimmons, mm-hmm. and he has this lab thing behind glass walls. I, yep. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, and then the body of an LMD can be seen. A female. A female body. And his his words are, those kids have lost so many of their friends. This way they don't need to lose any more. Hmm. And hmm. I don't know what that means. Because origi- initially I thought, oh, okay. So they're e- he's either going to bring back Lincoln or, or Ward as an LMD so we can keep one of the actors and still, yeah, you yeah. know. But it's a girl at LMD, apparently. And and maybe it's just the prototype. Yeah. And so it's not meant to be a person. But, you know, in the comics, the LMD are imprinted with the the mind. Of the person. Of the person right. at that moment. Hmm. And so then it becomes its own person sometimes. Right. And, you know, comic book sci-fi stuff. So, yeah. Now, speaking of the actors, I think I... I was bothered to lose Brett Dalton. Yeah. You know, that's that's a little sad. That's a little sad. He was doing a great job. He was. But that big bad is done. Hydra is essentially, it's wiped out. It's kaput. It's it's gone, gone. S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, You know, who knows how many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents were out in the field, but most of them were turned into primitives. Yeah, in the base. That were in the base. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So, and then I don't know what is going on as Coulson and Mac are talking about the director, talking about you know being assigned places. And mm-hmm. now I I didn't get a chance to write down all the dialogue that was going on there, so I'd like to revisit that. But our new normal, I don't know where we are. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know where. You know, are Simmons, are Fitzsimmons, are they even part of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore? Well, we know S.H.I.E.L.D.'s still a thing because we have a director and we have black jeeps. Yeah, yeah. And agents. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, whew, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, uh, all that there is to cover. I think we've covered everything that we're going to cover. We didn't cover everything that we could cover, and I'm sure there's more things that we should have covered that we didn't even know to cover. But listeners, what'd you think of the season finale? What man? I I want to hear from you. I I, I covet 
I covet your thoughts and ideas. Send them our way. <laughs> Send them our way. So I think it's time to move on to the in field report. Yep, there you go. I was going to see. Shield field report. All right, Evan, would you like to take a trip with me to uh, Brazil? Absolutely. This is from Agent Hoffman, Civil War Field Report. Hello, Ben and Daniel. This is Agent Hoffman from Brazil with my field report on Captain America Civil War. I thought the movie was great both as a direct sequel to The Winter Soldier and, to a slightly lesser degree, an MCU adaptation of the Civil War comics event. The stronger moments for me were all the character interactions, voices, and beats. The characterization was spot on. The plot was absolutely ingenious as it succeeded to, number one, not make Tony look like a complete, uh, that's a word I don't really like, but um, (laughs) jerk, okay, as he was kind of in the comics uh, Civil War. He wasn't a traitor to his fellow heroes as he inevitably was in the comics. I mean, clone Thor, come on, Tony. His portrayal for me was his strongest since Iron Man 1. He held his ground dealing with politics and the military, which we know from his movies, are not in his zone of comfort or preferred action at all. Broken after the Ultron fiasco and without Pepper, this isn't the guy who would just leave it to be like, it's none of my business. He's responsible. He can't help but try to do the right thing at this point. He's an authentic opponent to Cap, more than justified on his point of view. Brilliant stuff. Number two, making the Winter Soldier the focal point was perfect. He's much more than a simple MacGuffin here. It ties plot points from the first Cap movie, such as the relationship between Steve, Bucky, and Howard Stark. And it plays so well at that heart-wrenching end, the shield that was made by Howard was literally being used to defend his murderer. No wonder Cap is a... Here's another word I don't like. Uh, Warm junk pile. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder he's two one words, of Ben. <laughs> no wonder Cap is one of those. <laughs> I'll let Daniel say it in his mind right now. Uh, over this, and is like shield drop, leave in silence. That's a great point. Yeah, the, absolutely. The Howard, who created it. I'm liking this. I'm liking everything in this yeah. email. Uh, not only this going on, but the Winter Soldier serves as the perfect parallel with the Sokova Agreements, or. Uh, it's Corva Accords. Uh, what was the Winter Soldier if not a superpowered agent who acted under the strict orders of a government? Would the Avengers be any different if they signed f- the agreements? Of course, one could argue that mind control is a much more strict and violent form of coercion, but the law can be pretty coercive, and we know Ross likes to play by coercion. Blonsky wasn't so much different than a Winter Soldier, except that he didn't need mind control to be all up for capture and or execution without proper trial. Mm. Well, I think I spoke too much already. Uh, Make mine Marvel and welcome to level seven, Agent Hoffman. P.S. So Agent Carter is dead in the movie and dead in the series as well. That broke my heart to pieces. Loved Agent Carter, was hoping for the series to go on and on. Even had maybe absurd hopes of seeing Sharon Carter starring in a season as Agent 13. I mean, she's Agent Carter, too, isn't she? And the actress does TV. Well, I guess we're never getting that either. Well, Evan. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do it again. Okay. Uh, 
even though the setup isn't quite right for it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, it's going to take a little more time for me to actually just play the sounder. It's going to take more time for me to play the sounder and find it and, and, and insert it here more than it's going to actually take to send the thing. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to play it right now. The new prize winner of the day. Those were some excellent and insightful. thought-provoking and insightful thoughts. I really, really liked this email, uh, especially the the way that Winter Soldier actually becomes a metaphor, an extreme metaphor, but a metaphor for what the Sokovia Accords were asking for yeah. or could have asked for. So. And uh, Agent Hoffman, uh, I yeah, we're we're broken up about. Agent Carter, the show here too. And if this new president at ABC is anything like the portrayed president of ABC on the Muppets show, um, not not a fan. Muppets also canceled. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. Not for me. All right. Some feedback from Agent Dallas. Uh, he says this is his review for Emancipation. Not sure what it was about this episode, but it is one of my favorite of the series. I felt that the tie-in was the second best we've had just behind the Winter Soldier tie-in. I really liked how we got Daisy back, even if it means we lost Slash. I'm glad it was just some vaccine or some cheap trick or some mental reboot. Wait. He's glad it was not just some vaccine or cheap cheap trick or mental reboot that helps us get Daisy back. I do wish Lash would have been around until the last episode. I was hoping that this was the first of two fights we would have between Lash and Hive. Mm-hmm. However, I am glad that his death wasn't in vain. I didn't know what Lincoln and May were planning, and that was pretty awesome. In my opinion, that was a favorite for sure. And, you know, I I liked it too, Agent Dallas. I'm curious what you think of... Uh, What's the title again? Absolution and Ascension. Ascension. Um, because, it, oh man, this episode had it all. Not perfect. I mean, there's still some things that we're kind of poking fun at a little bit. But it was so great that we were just poking a little bit of fun. It, you know, it's like you're good friends you're able to make fun of. But the people that, you know, you're you're not as close to, you you hold off on on the, the, the ribbing them, yeah. you know? All right, finally from Agent Agent Geeson, uh, subject season four. Hello, agents. Agent Geeson here with a death theory and a theory on who is in the Quinjet. Um, oh, boy. So while what I'm about to read, I mean, it either happened or it didn't. Let's so. hear it. Um, now we know a death must occur for the vision to happen, and we know it could be anyone, but why space? If you ask me, the answer can only be Hive. Yes, the final death of Ward. That would be the best, and as far as I can see, the only way to get rid of him now plus with hive's death that opens up season four to grapple new and unlikely threats or bring back ones teased at earlier in the series cough cough graviton but who is in the shield uniform you ask i believe it will be yo-yo with some science-based way of stopping her heart and extending her powers can't wait to find out the truth on tuesday keep up the good work agents agent geeson signing off half right half right you know i wasn't going to put hive in the Quinjet, in my mind. Nope. In my mind, it was just one person because we were just seeing one person. So, nice job on on guessing that Hive would be in there with them. All right. Well, 
that's that's the end of this episode. And I'm just going to say for the summer, uh, we will be covering one way or another the rest of Jessica Jones season one and Daredevil season two. And I'm not sure what it's going to look like. We'll also be talking about comic books. Uh, I believe Daniel will be coming back to talk about some more of the comic books that uh, have to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he just discovered that Amazing Spider-Man features Mocking Mockingbird. Yep. So um, I guess he'll be talking about that maybe a little bit. Who knows? But for now, um, I, I guess, Evan, do you have any, any final words here? Oh, uh, just so thankful, Ben, that you and the listeners have welcomed me on the show for these past couple episodes, finishing out the season. Super honored to uh, to be here and to have been a part of this. Uh, so thankful that we uh, we have an understanding audience that let us talk about some of our faith tonight. So that was pretty cool. And all I have to say is, Evan, I'm not going to really include you in this. Okay. Uh, this really has to do with me and Daniel. Okay. Okay. But it's important that I say this, Daniel. It's very important. I, I want you to have your ears on and hear this because it's truth. It's truth that I'm speaking. And that is this. Daniel, as you and I compare ourselves to each other, which we do oh so often, we both know I'm the romantic one. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. All right, I I thought about doing the mustache one, but yeah, for the for the post, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, and I was trying to figure out how how I could do the Ward reboot Nightmare Hellbeast somehow, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, good good line from Colson this evening. Great lines from Colson. All right, Evan. Yes, sir. Sorry, man, but uh, I'm just have to kick you out now. I'm very tired. So okay, you're out of here. Later, I'm man. Gone. See ya.